Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And Jen, we just saw each other just like the other day. We saw each other like two days in a row and we're like texting on the same coast. And um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Actually, you were within 20 minutes, you were in a 20 minute walk of my house. I know it really worked out well. My favorite hotel in Los Angeles is in part my favorite hotel in Los Angeles because of its proximity to you. So easy. It was so easy. Like I can never see anybody that easily out here. Like I have a friend who lives in, I don't know where she lives, some Pasadena, <laughs> all, some one of the Dinas. And like, it's always <laughs> like, a, it's always like, oh, where should we meet? What's on off the two? Like the fact that I could just walk to you in, in, literally 22 minutes was made it so much easier so anyway yeah it was nice and we had like the funnest double date ever we had the funnest double date ever i took kim listeners if anyone is from los angeles to the legendary smokehouse it's a restaurant in burbank it was amazing everything about that place was amazing it had like you know every table was a banquette Yep. At least in the room where we were, it was like a round banquette. Yeah, like a burgundy leather banquette. Yes. <laughs> and these and these old crusty waiters who like no matter how you want your steak, say medium <laughs> and like disgustingly delicious garlic bread <laughs> and a photographer who came to our table like in the old days, like with my grandparents to take our picture. The photographer, like that was when I was like, I didn't even know that was going to happen. That has not happened to me at the smokehouse before. I couldn't when the photographer came over that was like with it with a with an old timey camera and was like, I'm going to take your picture. And we were like, sure, that was <laughs> that was I couldn't even I was like, this is even better. And everybody there was weird. All of the customers. It was incredible people watching. Yeah, no, it was absolutely amazing. And then we went back to their house. You did. And we sat on the patio for a really long time. And it was so 
fun. And I don't think I have laughed that hard in a really long time. <laughs> it was nice to have people in my house because I'm always like, I live in a dump. And it was nice to have you be like, this is not a dump. <laughs> it's not a dump. It's a very nice house. And it has one of the prettiest views I've ever seen of Los Angeles, which well, is not nothing, as I kept reminding you. Yeah, no, I mean, it really does. It's a it's a falling apart, like 1920s L.A. duplex, Spanish duplex. And it, so it's it's got a lot of like good bones, as they say. And the view is outstanding. I mean, the door on the in the back to the back porch is off the hinges. Like, <laughs> and like there's so many things broken, but the view is outrageously good. So. Yeah, the view is really amazing. Um, and we had, you know, it was a fun trip, just all in all, a super fun trip. It, it, you know, the people who, most of the people who fill me up live out there. Yeah, I know. I know that is weird. That is weird because I'm the exact opposite. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, you seemed like you were having a fun trip. Like it was, it was so fun to be with you and Paul because I could tell like, cause you were in fun vacation, like magical night mode, which yeah. we have not been in, in a really long time, Alex and, and, and I, I have not been in that. And it was nice to be on that ride with you guys. It was really fun to be like, oh, we're just part of their fun time in LA. This is great. <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, it was really nice. It was a nice trip. And, and I'm coming out again. You are in coming like a out couple again. weeks. Oh, if any, this is an announcement. If anyone is going to um, Alt Summit, Alt Summit. Oh, my God. If anybody's going to Alt Summit, Gabrielle Blair's amazing summit in Palm Springs for creative people, we are going to be doing a live taping of Everything is fine with uh, one of my favorite guests, Karen Walrand. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So we're going to be in Palm Springs in March. Um, yeah, which I'm so excited for. I know I am too. I'm really excited about it. I've been, I've been trying to, I've been really looking at glamorous uh, swimsuit cover-ups. I have, well, I, I've been thinking about that too, because I know I'm going to want to go by the pool, but I have mixed feelings about my body in a swimsuit right now. So I'm thinking about caftans and things and trying to find, I'm really trying to find the right thing to wear to the recording. I know. I know. I, I think that I feel, I feel that you are sweating this. I might wear a suit. <laughs> that would look cute. I that would a, be super cute. I have a burgundy suit that I might, was that burgundy? It's like a cinnamon. It's like, a, it's, I don't know. It's from Wild Fang, which is a brand that I never thought anything of. I was like, oh, that's fine. That's like, they make clothes yeah. that are kind of like boy, girl clothes. Fine. That's not for me, but the suits actually fit really well and they're not that expensive. And I bought one recently. I remember on the night we went out, I became fixated on the idea of us wearing matching outfits. You, you really I will did. have you know. I, I, I will have you know, I thought better of that. <laughs> I, For I some appreciate reason, that. <laughs> I could tell you weren't into it. And I woke up and I was like, why were you so obsessed with that idea? You were really fixated on the idea. And I was like, first I was like, no, I don't like, I was like, no. But then I was like, then you wore me down. I was like, all right, well, if we had the same color <laughs> palette or we could have the same, you know, I had, I had some, um, I wore my pleather jumpsuit out to my, it had its yes. first, it had its first outing. I wore that it's out first with airing. You. Yes. yes. It, and it was amazing. <laughs> It was amazing. It's one of the many things I should have taken a picture of and didn't on that trip. <laughs> you looked so good. In the, were you breathing in it, though? I mean, 
uh, like I told you, I almost had a panic attack, like on the way over, <laughs> because I was like, this is a lot of like plastic. <laughs> and Alex said to be like, it's okay. It's okay. Just breathe. You could breathe in it. Right. And I was like, yeah, but I feel weird. <laughs> and, um, and then at one point, Paul like joked about it to me. Paul was like, said something like, Hey, can you something like, can you breathe? And I was like, don't talk about it. Like, don't talk about it. <laughs> Don't remind me. Exactly. Don't remind me. Um, I know you'll find something. You have so many good clothes that you don't realize. Like that was the other thing. I saw you in person for the first time in a long, in a while, probably almost like a year, I think. Yeah. And um, you look amazing. And I was like, you look amazing. You're so stupid. Like you look so good. <laughs> it was like incredible, especially for the fact that you're turning 60. I mean, for anything, but especially for the fact that you're turning 60. Oh my God. By the time this airs, you will be 60 years old. Wow. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. What a thing. What a thing. I'm okay with it. In the end, I'm okay with it. Maybe even fine with it. The only thing that freaks me out is knowing that the next big birthday is 70. Yeah. Who was I just reading about who died at 63? Somebody recently died at 63. And I was like, geez, you know, I'm just really... Like people start dying. I'm grateful that I'm I'm here. You know, yeah. I mean, I really do feel that. I'm grateful that I'm here. People die. Yeah. At this age. Um, yeah, I'm okay with it. We're gonna have a very small get together on my birthday. Are you, um, at, your, at your house? At, not at my house, mostly with my family. Um, we're gonna go have Korean food and then we're gonna go to a karaoke place. Oh, that sounds fun. That's we got like a, a private room at a karaoke place. So I think that will be fun. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, I think that'll be a good time. You know, as long as you bring fun karaoke friends. Yeah, well, we'll see how they do. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not be... a fun, I'm not a fun karaoke friend. And that's a type of friend. And yeah, I have to be very drunk. Well, I, I'm hoping it won't just be me singing all the songs all night long. But if it is, they just got to sit there because it's my birthday. <laughs> oh, my they God. They got it. <laughs> Do you have so you don't get you don't really uh, you don't have a karaoke song? Um, I've I've sung um, leather and lace with a friend, <laughs> mm -hmm. but no, I don't have a. I'm not a karaoke person. Um, we did um, Alex and I one time very drunk in Paris stumbled into a basement karaoke place and sang Bohemian Rhapsody on stage in Paris, <laughs> like in this basement. And I fell. I I was like, now you have to rock out super hard, and I fell off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's just like, I can't sing and I'm awkward. And it's just the two, like, I don't have the confidence to pull off karaoke. So I don't have a karaoke song, but okay. What is yours? Well, for a while it was, I am woman. That's okay. like, I, I, because I cannot sing at all. Okay. So I try to look for things that are somewhat in my register or whatever. Okay. 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 Um, Aqualung works very well for me. <laughs> no. Sitting on a park bench. Oh my god. I I guess I just don't see the appeal of karaoke. I know this is like blasphemous, but like I am like I'm so awkward and so self-conscious. Like imagining myself like I I'm way overthink something like that. Like what yeah. what am I doing here? What am I trying to pull off? Who am I? Like I can't it's not. Oh, that's bad. If it starts making you ask any big questions, then it's not the <laughs> pastime for you. No, it's not. It's not. I can't handle it. I can't handle well, it. Well, I probably haven't done karaoke in 
20 years, but I wanted to do something kind of fun and dumb. I think that will be fun. I think that will be fun. And like, you know, yes, for, for the majority of non-freaks like me, I think enjoyable. I think it will be a really, <laughs> I think it'll be a fun night. Um, yeah. So I have a thing to tell everybody that's a, a, a life-changing event that I need to discuss. Oh, I'm, I'm eager to hear. So last week I was meeting a friend in Santa Monica. You know this story because you are mm. the first person I called after I this. Just, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I just remember, I just realized what story you're going to tell. And it was indeed life-changing. So I've been sort of dabbling with, with pot a little bit, like a low-dose edible here and there, you know. And I was meeting this friend in Santa Monica, and she could only meet at the worst time to get from Silver Lake to Santa Monica. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Santa Monica early so I don't hit traffic. I'm going to take a load. I took a, I took a cab. I even indulged in a cab. I was wow. like, I'm going to take a low dose edible and I'm just going to like see the beach and stroll around Santa Monica. It's just going to be a chill, a chill time. So my car took too long to get over there for my whole plan. But so I had like, 30, 40 minutes, which was not quite enough time to walk to the beach. So then I was like, you know what? Now the edible's really kicking in. I was like, you know what? Why don't I try one of these bike scooters? I've never <laughs> tried one before, but how hard could they be to ride? You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost 51 years old. I'm, I'm, I'm a capable person. So I got on the scooter. It was awkward as fuck. It was like very like stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And I'm like really trying to go on streets where there's nobody in Santa Monica, where it's just me like wrestling with this scooter bike. And at a certain point, I'm driving the scooter bike. There's nobody on the street except me, no cars. And I'm coming to a crosswalk. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a man and a kid like about to cross. And I don't really know how to stop. But I'm like, oh, I have to stop. I think they're going to keep going across this crosswalk. Oh, my God. Okay, I have to stop. I have to stop. And I'm figuring out stopping. And the man's coming faster. And I figure out how to stop just as the man is in front of me. So he's about five feet away from me. <laughs> and I look up and it's Ben fucking Affleck. <laughs> I'm not sure everybody understands the meaning that Ben okay. Affleck has in your life. So for the past, since Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck got back together, I have had a bit on social media where I, <laughs> this is so embarrassing to say it out loud. Okay. But <laughs> Where I take any screen grab of either Ben Affleck looking depressed, which is always the funniest, you know, just him with the Duncans and just looking <laughs> miserable or him like at McDonald's, like with JLo in the car looking mad or just like the two of them to begin with when they got back together. It was like such a crazy thing. They were getting back together. So I just put paparazzi shots, pap shots of them on my Instagram accompanied by the Depeche Mode song. I just can't get enough. Just can't get enough. OK, <laughs> did it. For years, kept doing it, did a whole series about their miserable looking honeymoon where they took their kids to Paris and like everything <laughs> was just like them just being like, why the fuck do we have these kids with us? Like we could be fucking. I've talked about Ben Affleck a lot. I love Ben Affleck. Like I love, hate him. I think he's wonderful. I think about these fucking people a lot. And the <laughs> fact I recognized him by his sweater. Okay, <laughs> That is crazy. That is crazy. 
because I've seen, I have looked through to keep this bit up. I have looked through so many paparazzi shots of Ben Affleck that I know his wardrobe. Like I, <laughs> that is both amazing and so deeply sad. So I'm kind. I know, I know that's exactly right. So I'm like kind of high, and it's just us in this like this dead quiet street in Santa Monica. And here he is with his son, Samuel, whose name I also know. And <laughs> I was like, for a second, I was like, is this a mirage? Like, have I, have, I, have, have I conjured Ben Affleck? Like, is Amazing. And something about it has, I mean, and then I did make my way to the beach and it was like a beautiful night. It was like so crisp and clean and it had rained, but it was sunny and I'm just in front of the beach and I have like, you know, I've mastered this, this scooter thing and I've seen Ben Affleck and I was like, oh my God, I think my life's going to be okay. Anyway, that is hysterical. Yes, that's hysterical. Biggest celebrity sighting I've, I mean, and I've seen, I've seen like Jane Fonda, Lachma, you know, like I, I've seen, I've seen the people. This one was, it was, it was outstanding only because of the, the connection. If anybody follows my dumb social media, but um, yeah, it was fucking weird. It was fucking weird. Just amazing. I remember once when I was very young. Yes. Um, and I had got, I was living in Seattle with doing an internship at the Seattle Weekly. And I received a call about a job back in New York at Seven Days, which was this publication that was launching. And so I fly to New York for the interview. Okay. You know, my mom and I go directly to Bloomingdale so I can buy something suitable for the interview. Right. And then the next morning I wake up in my like Calvin Klein diffusion line skirt suit with a little <laughs> scrunchie in my hair looking it was the year was 1988 i i see it <laughs> a lapel less calvin klein skirt suit oh man the lapel less blazer oh that is a that is a time it was a time so i had time to kill and I didn't really understand how downtown worked. So I was like walking around Soho, even though the seven days offices were not really in Soho. Okay. Okay. And I walked into Rizzoli Books, which I think is long gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like browsing and in walk Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. Wow. And that was when they were like big, big stars. And I was like, I need to get this job. <laughs> See? I'm going to get this fucking job because I just saw Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. I, this, the celebrities, they have the magic dust. Like that's just it. It's just, I mean, one time Alex and I were in a huge, I've probably told this on the podcast. We've been doing this for so long and I think I've told all my stories, but one time Alex and I were having a big argument actually right near your hotel, right in front of cafe Stella. We were just in the middle of fucking just like mess sniffing at each other. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Right. I mean, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not proud, but that's who I am. And all of a sudden, like one of us noticed that Michael Rappaport was standing right next to us. And we were like, (laughs) Oh, okay. We have to stop fighting because Michael Rappaport is here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even like Michael Rappaport. I think he's probably like a scumbag who like stalked Natasha Lyonne. But in this moment, I was like, oh shit. Well, the the celebrities are around. So yeah, we better straighten up. Exactly. Be on your best behavior. Um, No, the Jennifer Lopez Ben Affleck thing though is crazy because also 
I had just can't get enough as the song. And then her first, her album comes out and her first song is can't get enough. And I'm like, what is happening? Why am I like psychically connected to these people? You can never unconnect with them now. It's like an episode of black mirror. Yeah, it is. That's what's happening. But the funniest, the funniest thing was given this stalking that I do on social media, the funniest thing was my friend Kimberly Harrington texted me and she was like, could you imagine if you had run into him? Like, imagine (laughs) if you had like hit him, it would be like deranged fan attacks Ben Affleck. (laughs) It would have been amazing. I kind of wish that had happened. Because then you would also have a conversation, an interaction, like the exchange of insurance numbers or something. No, no, thank you. It was enough. It was enough. Because even now, you know, who knows? Maybe I did hallucinate it. Who knows? Who knows? We could still be there. So he was aware of you. Like he looked up and saw a person about to run into him. Yes, he did. He looked up. He he was in the middle of having a conversation with his kid, like the kind of like annoying conversation you have with a kid. Like, yeah, well, I understand. Yeah, it's hard when, you know, when, when Johnny does that, you know, he's like in the middle of like one of those, but he definitely like looked up, clocked me and was like, okay, don't run into me. And then was like, don't recognize me. Like that was, that was the look he gave me, you know, all in, all in one. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep moving on, Mr. Fleck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I I was once following around Alanis Morissette for a a story for Spin Magazine. And we were in Oslo. Okay. And we're leaving the hotel and we leave by a back entrance because she's pretty famous at that point. Yeah. And there's a guy waiting for her. And he's kind of sweaty looking and super, super nervous and can barely talk. And he was he was harmless. But in that moment, I was actually I felt threatened. Yeah. Yeah. For her. You know, it was like, God, the shit you have to deal with the people who do say something to you. No, it was surprising to me, to be honest, that he was just on the street. But I mean, I guess he's just, you know, I, it was surprising that he was just on the street with his son, like walk. I think they were walking to the car. Um, so mm-hmm. he probably picked his kid up from something. But it just felt like, oh, you're just walking. Um, you're just here. You're just but among us, among us, because that doesn't happen in L.A. the way it happens in New York. In New York, you just yeah. see people like, you know, I remember seeing I remember being very drunk one night and like walking out of a bar, like into the flight of the Concords guy and being like, oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> the hot one. Yeah, the hot one. I was just like, oh, Jermaine. I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Like I wanted to, I wanted to physically like I wanted to grab him and start making out with him even though I was already in a relationship or whatever, it doesn't matter. But like in New York, you just are kind of like together in a way in LA, it feels very separate. Like the famous is like go to their gated places and you just stay in, in your places. You know, I don't see them walking yeah. around sunset Boulevard, for example. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I get that. And it's always weird to see people walking in Los Angeles anyway. It is. It is. Um, which is why I stay in the, the one walking neighborhood, because you really it's weird to not. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Ma. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry-leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry-leading sustainability standards. You know I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump, and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long, and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Ah. Okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. You know what I watched? Something you guys were talking about. I don't know if you watched it. I know Alex did. Um, the We Are the World documentary. I haven't watched it. No. How was it? It's called something like The Strangest Night in Pop Music. The mm -hmm. Something is Night in Pop. And um, it's kind of great. I mean, when you think about We Are the World, it was like this incredibly cheesy song. Yeah. You know, it made all this money. But like when you watch... 
what pe- like the people that were actually there. Yeah. Like they got they got every star of the moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and 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 beyond the moment. I mean, there was like Yeah. Dylan. I mean, everybody was there. Bob Dylan is the comic like the comic relief of the whole film because he looks throughout the whole thing. There are all these rock stars in a room together. Everybody's checked their egos at the door or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he just looks so physically unhappy and uncomfortable the entire time. Everybody's like singing their hearts out and he's just kind of standing there shuffling from one leg to the next. It's awesome. It's really, it's really kind of a great little documentary and, and, and footage that I'd never seen before, which is always kind of exciting archival footage. How is that connected to live aid? Was it, was that, con- I'm trying did, I, or to did I just make that up? No, I'm trying to remember what came first. What came first was um, a bunch of British stars doing, do they know it's Christmas time? Really? Was that live? It? Yeah. And because they talk about it in the documentary, how they were like, what the hell is that guy's name? The guy who organized it. They're like, let's just take his idea and do it here. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't remember that. I remember Live Aid. I remember I was like camping with my friend's family, which is camping is already weird. And camping with like a friend's family is even fucking weirder. Um, yeah. And I remember we had like a radio or like a little portable black and white TV so we could watch Live Aid. But I don't I don't remember where it, they, they all feel they they all feel like they're part of the same thing for me. But I don't know why that is. Yeah. And then comic relief, like different, but like in the same zone, like entertainment for charity. Yeah. And then Willie Nelson did one like for farms. Yes. Farm aid. Yeah. 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 Maybe it was farm aid. I have no idea. I don't feel like we do these things anymore. No, we don't. It would be, I mean, the way that publicists and managers have control of artists' lives, you would never get that many big pop stars in the same room again. Yeah. It's true. No, I saw, um, I saw Billy Joel talking about it on Howard Stern. I saw hmm. him talking about um, that. That was like a really fun day, but that there's like moments where he and Bruce Springsteen just, there were like a bunch of sandwiches on the side and he and Bruce Springsteen kept like leaving the song to like go eat these sandwiches. So and then coming in when they had to sing. So there's like the chorus parts. There's a lot of the chorus that the two of them are not on it because they were eating sandwiches and drinking beer, which I found charming. I kind of want to go see Billy Joel. Yes. He's, he's a, yeah. I kind of want to go. Billy Joel is the best. People who think he's cheesy do not understand. Just the way you are. Beautiful song. Beautiful yes. song. And what is it? Is it Glass Houses? What is it? Is that the, is that the, the one that I like? The album that I really like is The Stranger. I think no skips on Glass Houses for me. I think Glass Houses is an impeccable, impeccable album. But um, The Stranger's also good. Billy Joel's good. He's got a lot of hits. He's got a lot of hits. I kind of think it would be cool to go see him. Yeah, he's coming to L.A. Oh, my God. I tried to get um, Joni Mitchell tickets. Joni Mitchell is playing the Hollywood Bowl. I I showed up to get the tickets um, a half hour earlier. I got in the queue. I was the 26,000th person in line. Jesus. Then by the time I got there, there was like, like maybe one seat, but it was $1,500. Like it was, and I did this two days in a row trying to get in and get any tickets and I could get nothing. So, and I'm sure the resale prices will be crazy for that. I mean, I would love to see Joni Mitchell, but like fucking con- like that, that's not the way this should be. 
this is not no. this is not this is not the way concerts should be i, I it's, it's it's obscene and i still i think the same way about taylor swift it should not be this prohibitively expensive it should not be like two weeks pay for like the majority of people in this world no when we were kids we'd go to a concert a ticket would cost 10 or 15 dollars yeah you know, which was normal. Something happened. Something changed. And especially with these massive, massive pop stars. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's a little gross. I'm even cooling on Taylor and Travis a little. Yeah. To tell I, you the truth. Yeah, I could see that. Tell me why. Well, one of the reasons was when the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, I was actually I saw my friends Heather and Jessica while I was in L.A., who do the website, go fuck yourself. And I'm crazy about them. And they brought this up. And I was like, yes, the moment that Travis starts singing, you got to fight for your right to party. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that. They go to her and she has just got that tight mouth. Like I am so embarrassed for you right now. Look on her face. Like she's okay. smiling. Yeah. And she's, but she's acting. She's like yeah. embarrassed that he is so attached to a beastie boys novelty song. Okay. Okay. All um, right. So that's one thing. The other thing is, and I think he seems like a really, I think he seems like a legitimately nice guy. I think she's a lot smarter than him. Hmm. I think my, I don't know if that's true. I don't know them well enough, but I think my, I think my larger issue is that I, um, I just feel like they're like pushing, like, this is the way, like, we can't, well, when are they going to get engaged? Like there was like a yeah. big, like people are taking bets on when they're going to get engaged. Like who gives a shit? Like, you know, it's it's also there's something a little bit about it. You know, it's very the cheerleader and the quarterback in yes. a way that in a way that feels kind of retrograde. At the same time, I think it's like two highly attractive people who are obviously really hot for each other. It's bringing a lot of people happiness. So why not let it happen? But I'm I just I have cooled on them a little. That makes sense to me. That makes that makes perfect sense. Um, what else? What else did you do while you were in L.A. that you thought was good? I went to Luna Luna, which I know you went to also, mm -hmm. which is this amazing thing, um, this German amusement park built by artists from the 80s. It was in, I believe, Hamburg. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't but know. But this guy did it. And all of these 80s artists like Jean-Michel Bosquet, Kenny Scharf and um, Keith Haring, and then also Roy Lichtenstein and then Salvador Dali had these rides, you know, and Dolly was very old. It was the end of his life, but he did do this amazing thing. And um, it was really cool to see. It was very hyped up. So I was prepared to be kind of disappointed by it. Yeah. And I, I, I and they give you a two hour hunk of time to go to the show. And I was like, this is not going to take me two hours. No. As soon as we walked in, I was like, this is 20 minutes. Yeah. But it was a very satisfying 20 minutes. So we did that. We saw, we went to my friend Anne's house. We did, we did a lot of just seeing people. You know, my cousin John has a new baby. Yeah. And we hung out with a new baby for a while and saw my friend Anne. I went to Pasadena a couple times where I'd never been before. Really? Pasadena's all right. It's all right. Are you feeling like you want to move to Los Angeles? <sighs> I don't, I don't feel that. I mean, yes, I would love to live in Los Angeles. I I would love, I have been living in the same place my whole adult life. I, I, I kind of itch to live somewhere else. Yeah. But for, for lots of reasons, Los Angeles doesn't work for Paul right. as well. Okay. Professionally, it doesn't work for him um, because it's just, it's um, saturated with schools of rock and other type of rock schools. Right. That makes a lot of sense. 
but I, I really like it there. I like, you know, I like that in February you can sit outside and have breakfast. Yeah, no, that is nice. I like all the indoor outdoor space people have. Like I would love an outdoor living room one day with like a fire pit. Yeah. Like that's just a, you know, it's just a fantasy. And I know that my Los Angeles fantasy involves having significantly more money than I do. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Like a house in the hills. Sure. That's going to happen. I mean, it could. I mean, I don't know if it could anymore. Like we're, you know, we pay a lot of rent and we're, we're rent controlled. Like we were paying what was a high end because we knew this was a good place 10 years ago and it's rent controlled. And so you know, we probably could have to pay. I think if we left this place, she'd get $5,000 more a month for it, which is insane to wow. me, which is just insane. So I don't know. It's hard to live in most cities these days. You know, it's just everything's becoming more expensive. It just seems ridiculous. And the thing I hadn't fully realized about Los Angeles that I now appreciate, it is also often very hard to park there. Yes. I am often dumping my car blocks ahead of time because I'm like, just, just get it. Just fucking, I want to get out of it. I just don't want to have to deal with it. I don't. Yeah. The driving, the driving is not great, but I feel like people have their village, you know, like they, they have their neighborhood where they live and hopefully they don't work far from there if they work in an office or something like that. And you just, you live where you live and then occasionally venture out. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's the truth of anywhere. It's like New York. You don't leave. That's why if you have like a friend who lives on like the Upper West Side and you live in Brooklyn, it's like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know if we'll ever see each other. Um, I had to get my headshots done while you were supposed to be traveling, but then you weren't um, on last week. Um, That was that was a mind fuck getting headshots done. Tell me about that. Well, you know, you get a lot of, it's very nice. You get a lot of makeup put on you by somebody who's, you know, makeup artist that's 20, 30 years younger than you are, which, you know, 20 probably. And they, you know, they doll me all up, but the entire enterprise is like made for a younger person, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, it was just, it just felt, it's just, you know, it was fine. Like I felt comfortable. The photographer was amazing. Lee Jameson. I highly recommend her. She was wonderful. I felt a little self-conscious about being older and having my photo taken, which I, I'm not proud of. And I really am trying to get over, but like they put a ton of makeup on me and I was like, is this better or worse? You know, like right. it, it used to be when you'd get your makeup done, when you were like in your twenties and thirties, even forties wow, that's such a difference. You know, that's amazing. And now it's like, Ooh, maybe not. And especially Hmm. having somebody younger put your makeup on because they're thinking that the makeup that's going to work for a 30 year old is going to work for, you know, a 51 year old. And that's not the case, but it, it was fine. The makeup looked good. And then I got them and the shots were, um, the shots are great. I mean, she's really good. And, but it was weird because I, even with makeup and lighting and everything else, I look a lot older than I did in my last headshot. And that's a thing the to one reckon where, with. Yeah. The, cha- the, the, the picture where you're sitting in the chair, the yeah, red chair. Maybe. I mean, just any of them, anything, anything yeah. that was taken five years ago. I look, I look older. Of course I do. I know, but what, we just have to keep thinking. And I know this sounds so Pollyanna-ish, but in five years, you will love that photo of yourself. 100%. 
And, but it's, and there's, I'm not even complaining about it because I recognize that I earned all of those years. The person who the five year ago picture was a lot shakier than I am now. I Mm -hmm. feel more in my skin than I ever have. Like I, I feel physically really good. And I also feel a lot more confident and I know what I'm doing a lot more, all of those things. It's still strange to have something like that, that sort of marks, not like a selfie that you're taking or what taking whatever, but really have like a formal portrait taken and be like, huh? Oh shit. Well, that's, that's what this is now. All right. Okay. I can take it. It's not even bad or good. It's just, you know, I, I look older and that's, that's okay. It's just coming, just sort of having that, like sitting with that for a minute and being like, wow. All right all right, this is what 50, almost 51 looks like. Yeah. I mean, I've had similar, I've had similar experiences for sure. You know, I, I was telling you before we, we started taping about a photo of myself that my brother took. And at first I was like, God, my face looks really full. Like I look big. I don't like this picture. And then I was like, this is in fact what I look like now. That's it. Because the reason I got the headshots done was because I thought I cannot keep using this headshot from five years. This is not what I look like anymore. This is stupid to just do this. It's like embarrassing. So, and then I was like, well, maybe I could just do a shitty selfie. And then that wasn't it. So I had to just do the whole thing, whatever, blah, blah, whatever. (laughs) These are the, these are like the, the, the worst. And you know, these are not real problems, but it was just a thing where it was just, it was a document of your age. It's not a question of it being a problem. It's like a, huh, that's it. That's it. Like, this is where we're, this is where we're at. Yeah. It's exactly. all like, it's all radical acceptance, you know? Yeah. Just like, this is, this is what my face is right now. Yeah. And, you know, at a certain point, I think that we don't realize, like, I think that in our thirties and forties, like people will be like, oh yeah, I'm starting to get right. That's not, that's nothing. It's nothing. It really starts in your fifties and it's really like, whoa, all right. Especially it really starts when you get through menopause because your collagen, just everything just change everything changes. Um yeah. so it was interesting. But I did do two new grooming things that I had never done before this shoot that I was very, very pleased with. Um the first one was I got my eyebrows tinted, which is fucking the best thing. They're so good. My art, my eyebrows are totally thinning, but tinted, you really can't tell. They look great. It, it was amazing. And I did the, um, the dip nails instead of the gels. Do you know about the dip? It's just like a powder. No. Okay. It's supposed to be less harsh for your nails than gels. You don't have to go under the UV light thing, which is always weird. And they just sort of they, they paint it with something, then they put a powder on it, then they brush it off, then they paint it with another coat, then they put powder on, they brush it off, then they paint it, whatever. It's powder. You can't really take it off. Like they have to take it off with a lot of um, acetone, but it's supposed to be mm-hmm. better for your nails than gels, um, healthier. And the manicure is just like unbeatable. I can't, like, I can't make it chip. There's no, it's just, it's a great manicure. So amazing. The dip. Well, I'm definitely getting a mani-pedi before I come to Palm Springs. Oh, my God. We also, I know. I was thinking I need new sandals. Yeah, I know. I found some cute ones by that band, by that brand, um, La Buque. Excuse me. You like their you like their boots that Caper Lamp wore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, they have yeah, some really yeah. cute sandals. And I was like, oh, I'll buy these and I'll bring these with me to Palm Springs. And they're back ordered through like late March. 
I want silver shoes. I'm really <gasps> these feeling are silver. These. These no are silver. way. These are like silver. They come in different colors, but these are silver fisherman sandals. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm in. With like a white platform. Oh, I'm into that. I'm into that. I really am into silver. And I got a little like um, green. It's kind of, it's not like a lime green, but it's a green leather shirt jacket. I got it mm-hmm. on eBay. Anyway, I want to wear that with a pink skirt and silver sandals. I was like, green and pink and silver are a, like a really good combination. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's an outfit I'm I'm conjuring in my mind. And you're young enough to not remember the preppy handbook or have it as imprinted on your brain as it was mine. And pink and green was like the preppy color combination. Well, it is the well, it is the it happens to be the color combination of my book. So I'm also like, oh, I'm now like very in like a pink and green mode because I'm just like looking at pink and green everywhere. So pink and green is great. I just remember when I when I first got to boarding school, I was so obsessed with being really preppy and I didn't realize I was going to a school where most of the kids were like hippie kids. And I showed up for we had to dress up for dinner one night a week. And I showed up wearing green chinos and a pink silk dress and like lots of Clinique lip gloss. And I, I couldn't find the table I was supposed to be at. And one of the and the hippie girls always struck me as very scary. Okay, okay. And one of the hippie girls, one of the hippie girls goes, Hey lip gloss, you're over there. I mean, I think the outfit sounds cute. It was all right. I can probably dig up a picture somewhere. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that. I I never I don't picture you as being preppy, I guess. I picture you more bohemian than preppy. Well, I was I was I thought like, okay, I'm going to a prep school. Where was your prep school? Where was it again? It was in Massachusetts. Western Mass. It was one town over from um Smith College. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize you I didn't realize that your that your boarding school was all the way there from Texas. That must have been a really big adjustment. It was a big adjustment, but I was so unhappy in Houston. Yeah. That I just like the things that were not ideal about it, I just overlooked because I was so relieved to be away from Houston. But I wouldn't say that I really met my people. I mean, in Houston has changed a tremendous amount. It's a much more yeah. sophisticated city. But when I was growing up there, it was a different, it was a different story. It was a tough place to be for me. Yeah. yeah. So boarding school was different. And like you suddenly you had to do sports after school every day. Oh, wow. And like the cool girls all did sports. And this was a big contrast to Texas where like the most embarrassing thing you could be if you were a girl was an athlete. Okay. Okay. But like all the scariest hippie girls like played field hockey and lacrosse and were really good at it. By hippie lit girls, what do you mean? Because what do you mean? I mean like, like, like I mean like okay, stoners. Waspy people. Probably a lot of them were pretty waspy people, but they were into like you know the dead and wore Indian block print t-shirts and like tiered skirts, yeah, smoked yeah, clothes, yeah, yeah. cigarettes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my that was my nineties style. Yeah, well, I, I I returned from my first break, like ready to be a hippie girl. I was like, no more preppy. Now I'm a hippie girl. <laughs> the dead was weird because the dead was still touring when we were young. Yeah, like I remember people. It wasn't fish. Like it was still the dead. Like you, it could was still, still the dead. see the dead. Yeah, I even did a sassy story about deadheads. You did? I did. It's it's upstairs somewhere. Yeah, I went to a bunch of dead shows with my friend Jennifer Metzger, who was kind of a deadhead. 
That's um, we're listening to a lot of the dead around here because that's Alex's next book is on the dead. Yeah, I figured you were because he brought it up the other day. He said something about American beauty. And it was so funny because I think of Alex as having like this, like really sophisticated taste. And then then, but I was like, you like the dead, though. You like the dead. (laughs) He does. He does. He's learned to love the dead. I mean, I guess if you have to write a whole book about something, you better, you best like it. You know, it would you be best, better. Uh, yeah. It would be better for you if you liked it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and the book, of course, too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what else? I mean, we've made an episode. We've talked for 45 minutes. I mean, what, what more can we, do you have anything else on your list? Um, I don't have anything on my list. I didn't even make a list for today. Me neither. I think we've done pretty well for not even having lists. I think we've done pretty well for not having lists and for having exhausted most of our conversation topics in person. Um, (laughs) I I feel like (laughs) I feel like we, you know, we didn't leave it all in the field and we brought it to the podcast. So here it is. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it across the platforms, especially Apple Podcasts and especially subscribing. It really helps people find the show and it makes a difference. If you want to support the production of the show, it is $3 on patreon.com slash everything is fine. It helps us keep the lights on of the show and pay our wonderful editor. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at EIF Podcast, and we have a robust and private Facebook group. If you want to follow Kim, she's at kimfrance.substack.com. If you want to follow me, you can see me all over the place. Jen Romolini's Vanity is where I'm recommending beauty products these days. Also, if you want to pre-order my book, Ambition Monster, which comes out in June, That link is in the show notes. Our show is mixed and edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera. Thank you, Natalie. And we'll be back next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.